Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. Dave Canales is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Sure. I did not know who he was as recently as a year ago, but Tampa got him from Seattle, and it looked like that went really well. Yeah. So a pretty quick rise. Imagine what it's like, and I'm not even sure we know, unless you go back to like the 80s from the Buffalo teams, but what's it like to have like the worst team in the – what was it like to watch the Carolina Panthers season where – Throughout, like that worst record in the league, but you don't have the pick because you used it on a quarterback who kind of stunk. Like, that is pretty sad times. Yeah. Like, that's tough. No matter how bad your season is, you still have the pick. These Sabre years, you know, lotteries, our, our sports calendar here at work lays out everything on the, the calendar of the course of the year. The NHL lottery, you got to be the only radio station in, in the world that puts the lottery. <laughs> And, and you know, at least you have that. At least you have the right, draft. Right. Carolina does not have the draft. That's got, no. that's got to be a pretty lonely place. But now they've got their new coach, and he's a quarterback whisperer. He worked wonders with Geno Smith last year and Baker Mayfield this year. I don't know, Bryce Young's only a year into his career, so it's not like he is a reclamation project already, but it didn't go well for him at all his rookie year. No. Sal Capaccio with us. Sal, you got a thought on uh, this, the Panthers, Bryce Young, even Mayfield? I have a thought just on the coaching search a little bit. Yeah. First of all, it's just the the youth movement continues in NFL coaches, right? I mean, Canales is 41, 42. I think he's 42. Gerard Mayo's 37. Brian Callahan is 39. I mean, these guys are all getting head coaching jobs. Remember when McVay was hired at 29, I think, right? That was incredibly Mm -hmm. young, but this is what's happening. You go back to last year, Jonathan Gannon, D'Amico Ryan, Shane Steichen. These are all young people. And they're getting these jobs. There's such a youth movement. Now, of course, Jim Harbaugh was already 60 years old. But you see the transitioning out, too, of, you know, the the older guys, including Carroll and and Belichick. And then on the heels of that, I just think it's amazing that there might be only one job left for Belichick, and he might not get it. Like the report from Schefter today was, you know, they're maybe not going to go with Belichick. They don't know. Maybe. Maybe they. But as of right now, he might not be the favorite for that job. And I'm thinking, wow, like who would have thought he would not get a job? I don't think he gets one if he waits out a year. I don't think anybody's going to hire him after a year off at 72 if they're not going to hire him now. 
Um, and then I don't know if he gets the uh, record. I think Vrabel could sit out a year. He he'd be fine. He'd yeah, he'd come back. He'd sure. get a job if he wants. He can go studio things like that. But that that's not Belichick. Yeah, I want. I wonder about like the the connection to, for the Falcons was like the owner lo- wants it right, and the yeah. owner's got deep pockets, and they know each other from league circles and all this stuff. And maybe the owner is aware enough to be watching what's going on around the league and what this trend is. Uh-huh. And like, do I really want to hire a seventy two year old defensive expert? I don't have a quarterback to. Defend develop yet but i gotta get one and that has to be job number one and so you know how much sense does this make i mean i know it sounds absurd because you're talking about a guy with more hardware than anyone Uh, but you know like we talked about when we first you know when he first got we knew he was going to get fired like would you want him as your coach like no i i wouldn't i i know that sounds nuts but i i wouldn't want to do it i know i agree i agree it's and you're right like i think in my head like I think I sound like a crazy person saying, like, yeah, I wouldn't hire Bill Belichick if I had an opening. But I agree. Like, you see what's happening around the league. And what you're really getting out of it is if you hire him, it would be for the cachet purpose, a lot of it. And you're just hoping, hoping he can rekindle some of that magic he had. But there's no proof of that anywhere over the last few years. And even, like, Washington, Ben Johnson, right? I mean, they're on the track to probably doing that as soon as his season is over. And then Seattle's not going to – that's going to be – Dan, Dan Quinn, I think, most likely. And they're not going to go from Pete Carroll to Bill Belichick. And then the only one left, though, to circle back to your Panthers, maybe that owner would say, okay, Atlanta, you don't want Bill Belichick. I'll take Bill Belichick. That could happen. I don't know. I'm not saying he's been a candidate or not. I don't know. I don't think he interviewed necessarily. But you're right. You know, you think about that organization, to circle it back to your original question, Mike, yeah, the Panthers, and you know, they're they're not in a good spot whatsoever, and they – obviously blew the quarterback pick but that happens for whatever reason they evaluated Bryce Young I mean misses happen and you know sometimes it's a coin flip you never know how guys are going to turn out but that's not a good situation there if Belichick doesn't get Atlanta you talked about age young coaching hires Mm -hmm. maybe the favorite after two interviews would be Bobby Slowick who is 36 right younger than all those other guys offensive coordinator uh with Houston and spent three years at PFF PFF Bobby, as he's known, uh, might be a head coach, you know, within a week. Sal Capaccio with us here on the Wester Hotline. Well, a couple of uh, topics I at least wanted to bring up with you here, Sal. Uh, One being Joe Brady. So the Bills have Mm -hmm. interviewed him. I'd like to hear you talk about just what that interview would be like when Brady's been on the staff, you know, for as long as he has and was already running their offense. Not that it was exactly his offense, probably. But uh, that and what you think his um, chances might be of getting the job. Joe Brady, 34 years old, by the way, right? I mean, right. Speaking of these young guys, Keep it it's going. incredible, right? He, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And he's already been a coordinator at two different spots. He was a coordinator four years ago when he was 30 years old uh, in Carolina. You know, I, I, I think that, first of all, he would have the inside track. He would be the favorite. There were betting odds. He's probably the guy that I would predict would get the job. But I, I don't think it's a it's not a fait accompli. It's not a slam dunk. Whatever you want to say. Like, I do think the Bills, you know, will at least have an open mind on other people. And they have to go through an interview process anyway. And you never know when you go through that process, someone walks in the door and you're like, bam, like, wow, that guy really impressed. So you're going to go through that process. That's going to happen. Um, but I do think he has the inside track, and I do think he did a good enough job that they're going to give high consideration just on that front alone. And then you take into account the relationships that he has in the building. He's been there. Now, he has been with the Bills for a couple of years, not just one, obviously. Um, Josh Allen, of course, gave endorsement. 
I, I know that Josh Allen also endorsed Ken Dorsey. <laughs> I get that. But you do want to make sure your quarterback's at least comfortable. You don't want tension there. You don't want Josh Allen saying, I, I think there's a difference between, you know, if Josh Allen went to Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and said, I don't want him, I don't think they'd hire him. Now, it doesn't mean just because he says I want him, they're going to hire him. Right. But I do think that he could almost have sort of like veto power, if that makes sense, right? Like, ah, he, we're not going to do it on this road. This would not be a good situation. What does the interview look like? So I envision them bringing him in and saying, okay, how did you think the season went? How did you think everything went from the transition? What did you like about what you were able to do? What do you think you'd do differently? And, you know, he can now kind of reset the table a little bit, get his own ideas. And from that aspect, I think that Brady would have a much better chance, even from his own standpoint, to say, I saw what it looked like before I was doing it. Then I was able to do it. Here's what I figured out about this mm-hmm. team. And I think that would probably be a very big advantage in his corner. Yeah, I, I do too. And I also think, though, with that said, that it would be smart. Like, I, I don't want the Bills. They may love everything he has to say and think he's got the inside track on the job. I hope they talk to some other people because I would want them mm-hmm. to compare and contrast what he says about their offense and their personnel and his vision for it if he gets to sort of remake it here um, after inheriting Dorsey's offense you know, versus other guys that uh, have been working as quarterback coaches in the league or, or whatever. Um, just I, I want them to you know get input, and I think that could be helpful. And you never know. Somebody could come in and really hit it for them and maybe they can even improve. I agree, and I would think that they'd be doing their entire franchise and organization a disservice if they didn't do that. They have to they have to have a process anyway. We know that there's Rooney rules, there's, you know, just the fact that you have to go out and interview people from outside the building. So they have to do something like that. They they can't just mm-hmm. hand him the job. I think about last year, last year was it two years ago when um, when Ken Dorsey was named? And I'm thinking back. I know they interviewed T. Martin. He was, I don't know if he's still the wide receivers coach for the Ravens, but, you know, he was a guy that was interviewed. There were other people that they had interviewed. So, you know, they're going to go through that process. And, yeah, I agree with you. Like, it would be, and I don't think they would do this. I don't think they would just bring someone in and go, all right, well, you know, we're we're just, we have Joe Brady up mm-hmm. here. So let's just kind of say, can, can he kind of tell us things that knock us off. No, I think you have to have an open mind. You have to really listen to the big picture, understand what they say about your offense. Hey, I've been watching from the outside. This is what Josh Allen does. This is what he doesn't do. This is what I'd like to do. And I think you really have to take all that in consideration. And on top of all of that, you know, I, I I wouldn't necessarily predict that Joe Brady would want to go somewhere else. I don't think so. But there's always an outside chance that maybe Joe Brady says, you know what? there might be an opportunity for me to go somewhere else to spread my wings and be an offensive coordinator. Maybe he has relationships with mm-hmm. other people. Sure. He was interviewed for the Falcons head coaching job. I That you know would surprise me if he got it. But I think there's got to be some breath here for everybody to kind of make sure that they exhaust all their own options. While we're on the, the coaching track here, um, what about guys looking at, at- – plucking guys off the bill staff, right? I heard news about Eric Washington today. Um, the, the linebackers coach who, for, for some reason, his name is escaping me right this second, and I know you can... Bobby Babbage. Bobby Babbage, thank you. I had Bobby Slowick in my head from a minute ago. Six letters. Right. Um, so, I mean, is there some 
I don't know, urgency for McDermott to maybe elevate one of those guys to keep them around? Um, how do you see that playing out? It's a great question. Um, Matt Bova and I really dug into this on um, the podcast we did yesterday. It's always game day in Buffalo. People want to even have like a really longer conversation. But I'll say here what I said on that, basically, which is, sure, I don't think you want to lose either of those guys, but you cannot – make you know you can't say I, I have to hire them just because I don't want to lose them there's going to be a lot Sean McDermott has built a program here and Brandon Bean has built a program here and they've won enough where there's going to be a lot of really good candidates who want these jobs if they become available um, linebackers coach uh, defensive assistant defensive line coach defensive coordinator but I think the first thing that has to happen the first thing that has to happen is Sean McDermott needs to decide if he's going to be the defensive coordinator He's gonna got to decide, does he want to call plays next year? Does he want to run this back with him doing that? Now, if the answer is yes, then those guys might want an opportunity to be a defensive coordinator and call plays. And I, I say mm-hmm. those two things separately. Right. To me, if you're just a defensive coordinator and title, it doesn't mean as much. It's, it's setting up the defense, practice. That's great. That's a nice title. It's a bump in promotion. I'm talking about calling plays. I would think that... Anybody who's in that business, almost anybody, would want to be at a level where they're running it and calling the plays and calling their shots. They might want to be a head coach someday. I'm sure Eric Washington would love to be a head coach. I would think that. I think Bobby Babich would love to be a head coach. Well, the next step for them would be to go somewhere and call the actual plays on the defensive side of the ball, be the defensive coordinator. I don't think Sean McDermott should just rush out and promote one of them for not doing it. But if he decides he wants a coordinator, if he decides hey, I need to focus more on the big picture. Yes, I was able to do it last year. We were pretty successful. I can't do that again. Then I do think the timeline needs to speed up because now you have two candidates in your building that you're basically waiting on too long who could go somewhere else. And refresh my memory. I know, I, I mean, I paid attention to everything McDermott said after these games and at the end of season thing. He, he basically didn't answer the question about whether he wants to keep going as play caller, right? Correct. He said... It's just we will evaluate staff, right, and that's right. a staff question, which is true. I mean, it's him, but yeah. you know, it's a staff question, <laughs> right. but he'll evaluate staff. And I'm sure part of that evaluation is that, Bulldog, which is, hey, I mean, like maybe I do, maybe I don't, but w- do I have somebody here who I'd be super-duper comfortable with? And then on top of that, so let's just say that he does, and he wants to have a defensive coordinator slash play caller. Then you get into the weeds of who it would be. And look, I mean – Eric Washington, to me, has a lot of skin in the game. He's been a defensive coordinator. He's been the assistant head coach under Sean. He's been here a while. Like, that would be a natural kind of fit of a guy who comes into a ready-made defense, if you want to call it that. Bobby Babich has been an amazing position coach. Maybe he'll be a great defensive coordinator. I don't know, and I wonder, would the Bills want a first-time play caller? He's never done it before. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he has all these all pros at his position. I think the guy's done fabulous. But what does that look like? And then you look and say, wait a minute. There's also Ron Rivera out there who doesn't have a job, who Sean has the relationship with. There's guys like, I mean, you know, Brandon Staley. He's probably going to Miami. They might have already hired him, but for all I know. But you get the point of mm-hmm. then you have to think about what kind of person he'd be even looking at for that type of role. Belichick. <laughs> what about him? Some disagree, but I think he's a pretty good defensive coach. <laughs> some, some disagree with that. It's overrated. Uh, you know, would he, would he come on as a D coordinator? Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. This is all really interesting. I, I just would ask on McDermott, while acknowledging the point that he didn't make it clear whether he would want to stay on in the same, you know, in the same exact role. Um, 
It went well enough where I'd be surprised if he didn't, I guess. Other than this point about the people and just maybe opportunities and that aspect of things, you know, that was a topic all year, Sal, like whether he was over his head. And I think ultimately I would say he wasn't. I agree. You go back to it was the combine last year when it was announced that Leslie Frazier wasn't returning. And that when that announcement was made, a lot of us got wind of it wasn't official yet that, you know what, it's probably going to be Sean McDermott. But that wasn't really made official until later in the offseason. And even then, it was McDermott telling us, hey, I'm going to go into camp and do this. And then if I feel like I can't, I will hand it off to somebody. Now, then you're not hiring people from the outside necessarily. They, right. they did bring Al Holcomb in. But a lot of the talk, we spent a lot of time, guys, talking about that. We spent time almost, you know, almost every time I talked to you going, okay, can McDermott do this? Is he up to it? He's got all this on his plate. How many people, I mean, you had Armando Salguero, who I love, come on the show and say, but watch Sean McDermott. He's going to have his back turned to the offense when they're out there. That's not, that didn't happen, right? And I, and I kept telling me mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. He's got people to delegate to talk to the defense. And yes, at times he'll want to say something to them during timeouts or whatever. But I think Sean managed it just fine. I just wonder if he may feel that he could even be, you know, more involved with the entire aspect of everything a little bit better for himself, not on game day, but throughout the week when it comes to preparations and things like that. Yeah. Sal, another uh, question I had for you was on Khalil Shakir. So Bulldog was talking about, we were talking about, you know, Diggs and maybe Davis leaves and just where the Bills are going to be left here at receiver, even with Diggs. And so Shakir came on, and Bulldog, I think you said, you know, 75 catches for Shakir. So I looked up 75 catches. That's Brandon Ayuk. That's DeAndre Hopkins this year. I mean, he's had bigger years, of course. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying, like, that this is an amazing number, Mm -hmm. but it's pretty good. It's, like, in around 30th in the league, uh, that that number. It's not Diggs, of course. What what do you think about that? Like, what, what has Shakir proven? Reliability, consistency. And I think really, you know what he's proven to me? What his book was coming out of college. <laughs> That's really what it is. Coming out of college, if you remember, and I, and I do, just kind of remember doing work on him and talking with people about him, the traits on him were he's never going to blow you away with his speed or his size, obviously, but he's going to be able to get open. He's going to catch the ball when it's thrown to him, and he's good run after the catch. And he's a really, really, like, good person to be around he he's gonna talk he's gonna take accountability I remember talking with a a Boise State reporter when after he was drafted who said he was going to he said this guy comes from and we know he comes from a military background I think his dad was military and he said in wins at losses it didn't matter he always made sure he was the one front and center speaking for his team to take accountability like he like he said that will matter in buffalo to a guy like Sean McDermott and i think it does and that is exactly who Khalil Shakir is so i think all of the things we heard about him and thought about him including being able to return punts if you need that just kind of fitting into these different roles where he does nothing super super duper well and over overly sexy but he does a lot of things really good yeah I, going back to when he first got here and that first camp, I feel like we talked a lot about his versatility within the offense, yeah. like slot guy, outside guy, like where is he going to ultimately fit? And I feel like with his body type and how this year ended up going, like you, you, you know, the, the natural comparison is like, here's finally your Cole Beasley plug and play replacement. Um, and like, I, I appreciate that. And it's one of the reasons I said yesterday, I'm penciling him in for 75 catches. Cause if that's his role, I, I think that will, that will pop. 
for him and for Josh and for the Bills. But is he potentially someone who could play outside in place of Davis in this offense? I don't see it. I think in spot duty here or there, they could have some some places for him. I think I've seen enough of him now to say he's got to stay in the slot to be super effective. I just think that what you get on the outside from these corners in these in the league, I don't know if he can beat them. I don't know if he can separate. I don't know if he can get off the line on them on a consistent enough basis. I mean, he'll he'll work his tail off to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's an outside number two receiver. I think he's a guy that you can move around. You could probably put him there in certain matchups, certain alignments. Sure. But I think he belongs in the slot basically because of, again, he's not super big. He's six foot one ninety. He's not super fast. He doesn't have these traits that would allow him to get away from these these really really elite level outside corners. Hence his draft position, right, Shakir? Like if he had if he had right. the traits, he's uh, maybe a first round pick, second, day two pick at, at worst. Uh, seven for nine, seven catches on nine targets against the Chiefs. A lot of shorter stuff than he'd been doing, but the previous four games he caught every target he got a total of let's see 16 passes went his way in the bills previous four games and he caught every one and you know pretty good yards per target as well um sal you know digs just to close with this uh, are, are you sort of bracing for if that's w- the way to put it uh speculation about digs being traded or just one way or another not on the team next year do you feel like you would dismiss that if somebody brought that up. What do you think the chances are that what are the merits of a conversation about, you know, moving? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law on from Diggs. I would certainly not dismiss it. I always think I nothing surprises me, and I think that you know the way the year kind of went later in the year with a lack of production that you know you have to ask those questions. That's a serious evaluation, right? And we could sit here and talk, and Brandon Bean can stand up there and say he's a number one receiver, and that's fine. He might think that they have to have a serious evaluation of what happened at the end of the year. Like why why was he not getting the production? Was it separation? His age? Is there an injury to consider? Now I would tell you the way that Brandon Brandon specifically, Brandon and Sean, but Brandon specifically talked about him, that would kind of shut the door more for me and say, yeah, like he's gonna be on the team. They're gonna find a way and what did Brandon say? We got to surround him with other right, guys so right. he doesn't have to do everything. Right. That that's what I think the focus is on. But it is a big number contractually. It would be very difficult to eat the money, so I don't think from that standpoint Brandon B would have any interest in doing it. I think it would have to come from really Stefan Diggs 
again, like if something happened where he wanted out or were the rumblings about that. And I haven't seen any indication of that this year. Nothing like we did the first week of the offseason last year when we started down that road. So I don't think there's anything there would raise my alarm bells. But I don't know, guys. We're sitting here on January 25th. I mean, what happens in March or April? And is he going to tweet something, post right. something? Everybody's reading into it. And what's going to happen in OTAs? I mean, I think I would just not dismiss any of that stuff. Yeah, all, all, all I need is one one Instagram post uh, with, like, a Dallas Cowboys bed sheets from childhood or something. Like, just, <laughs> ah! Like we're right, gonna be, exactly. I'd be called in at midnight from my attic to go on the air to talk about his bed sheets when he was seven. Uh, yeah, I mean, anything could happen is the point. Where is the tweet? We're all waiting for the tweet <laughs> right. since this game ended and the season ended. Not only does he not speak here, he's not speaking on Twitter either. That's right. And I want to say, and I said to you guys this, I want the fans to know, people listening, that after the game on Sunday, in a complete difference from last year, I was, I think, one of the last you know reporters in the locker room, and he was still there. There was maybe six players still there. He was still there, and he was sitting and talking with um, Trent Shurfield. And you know that was just a very, very different deal than last year when everything happened against Cincinnati and afterwards, and we didn't find him in the locker room, and he left early. So, again, I think at least for my own kind of yeah. way I look at this, there's nothing that's really boiling there that I think we need to keep an eye on here in the immediate future. Or he lingered there because he thought it might be the last time he's in there. I'm sorry. Oh, I, here I, we I, go. I, 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 there look, we I, go. I work here, all right? I just have a job to do. Yeah, and Sal didn't dismiss it. He's not going to dismiss <laughs> it. Did you hear the end of Sal's appearance? He's sorry. not going to dismiss it. Sal, I'm sorry to drag you. Sal left. This. I really am. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think he, just like Mike Tomlin, when they asked him about his contract, just walked off. He he well he wasn't doing the Will Smith thing in the room. I would tell you that <laughs> Will Smith walks in the room, the, the meme right there, right, right looking, like, around looking around, and gets all right. teary. I didn't see that. I just okay. I saw him sitting down in front of his locker, talking with Trent Shurfield, who was sitting in front of his locker next to him. Will he be back? This is just an example of how you can read anything into anything. That's all. <laughs> yes. It's an exercise in demonstrating that speculation beginning to build. All right. Thank you, Sal. You got it, guys. That's Sal Capaccio on our Wester Hotline. His appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? 803-0550, our number. We'll look for your calls coming up. It's just about last call on that game, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, by... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't need to get back into it, but... You know, tomorrow's Friday, then we get a weekend, and yeah, by next Monday, like, no. It's interesting, maybe... Just like all, all the conversations about what happened, you can sort of put it under one umbrella. Like, how bad a loss is it? We've talked about some pretty granular stuff about clock management and things. That's kind of how, like, all their losses are because they're usually really close. You know, and maybe what Kansas City does in Baltimore helps determine how we look at this game, um, which hasn't happened yet. 803-0550 for your calls. Again, that is the number. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here, WGR. I have, and uh, my thoughts are we play next year. We're looking forward to uh, all of it. You know, I'm just very happy for him, proud of him, excited for him, excited for his family. Heard my mom and dad told me that he called back in the evening and he found out that uh, all of his kids, starting with Addie and Katie, had their bags packed already. They're ready to go. So they're excited too. So it's going to be great. He's well-deserved. And I'll say this, the Chargers just got themselves one great coach. John Harbaugh, whose brother Jim leaving Michigan for... The L.A. Chargers. John Harbaugh is the older of the two, if you didn't know, by like 20 months. 
John Harbaugh is a pretty young-looking 62. 61, I guess. He's 61. His birthday is in the fall, I think. And Jim Harbaugh is 60. I agree. He's 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 holding up well. He's holding up well for that for that age. Sean McDermott turns 50 in March, by the way. Mike McDaniel is 40. McDermott Coaches. looks McDermott looks younger than McDaniel to me. Oh, come on. Style, like clothing, I just mean like looking at their their faces. McDaniel looks to me like an older guy than McDermott. Wow, McDaniel looks 23 to me. Hmm. Oh, he looks like he's had he's had some hard times. Mike McDaniel? Yeah. Okay. I don't think he's going to age well. <laughs> Can you bet that? What is the FanDuel <laughs> price on whether Mike McDaniel will age well? It's pretty subjective. I think he doesn't. He hasn't, and I win. Right. I decide I win. <laughs> Pay me. So John Harbaugh mentioned that the fir- first thing he said there about his brother taking the Chargers job is they play next year. They play in Baltimore. Um, a-, a listener or Twitter follower or both who you know I've decided is now my best friend tweeted at me last night about uh, what would the odds be? Is, is Chargers at Ravens the favorite to be the opening night game? Uh, with, of course, like the, who wins the Super Bowl is folded into that. And I love that. I mean, it's never too early to get into mm-hmm. next year's week one primetime schedule. I can't <laughs> wait to do it. That um, seems like it might be too obvious to deny if it's it sounds like the a, Harbaugh's. It sounds like a really, a really good idea. And I can't even... Because Detroit got in last year after not really accomplishing much of anything, um, including hiring a new big splashy coach. I mean, Campbell was there and was growing in popularity, but he wasn't new and he was not Jim Harbaugh. Like Jim Harbaugh is a rock star in football, and so the Chargers have him, big market. It, it makes a ton of sense. Like, the Chargers... Before the Lions getting that game last year in Kansas City, I might have been inclined to dismiss the Chargers as an idea because what have they done to deserve it? Besides hire a big famous coach, they're not good, uh, and they, they don't deserve that stage. But that didn't stop Detroit last year, and definitely. And, and this family, I mean, oh, my God, brothers. Yeah, that his first game back in the league, too. Yeah, that's, LA. that's juicy. Right, big market. Like, it all, it all works. It all works. I don't think I would even need to see their – Opponents, yeah, no. opponents. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to to guess that. <laughs> well, the Bills go to Baltimore next year. They'd be one of them. That's not bad. No, no, no. That's pretty tasty. And you didn't get it this year, but no. I mean, we could have had it this week, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, all right. Bill's schedule next year. Division teams, of course, as always. Their extra game. Who are is, those division teams again? I they forget. Are it's the been so long since the season ended. New York like, Titans, <laughs> Boston Patriots, and Miami Dolphins. Um, their extra game will be a road game this year. That week, the seventeenth game uh, that goes back and forth, AFC versus NFC. They will play Detroit. So not a long trip, but. That's the extra game next year at the Lions. All right. Pretty good. Yep. They'll play all four teams that are playing this weekend are on the Bills schedule next year. They host San Francisco and Arizona from the NFC West. They go to Seattle and the Rams. So another trip to L.A. 
third year in a row, at least. They will go to Detroit, like I mentioned. Kansas City here. Mm-hmm. Baltimore there. So home games are, I mentioned NFC West, AFC East, Kansas City, and AFC South. Jacksonville and Tennessee here. Texans and Colts away. Rams and Seattle away, like I mentioned. Division games, Ravens, Lions. What's the best game there? Chiefs. Niners for the home games. Yeah. How many primetime games? This year they played seven, I believe. NFL record, yeah. all-time record. I think they'll they'll get they'll get the five again. Will the Bills still be the Bills in the public in the public uh, eye? I think so. I think so. Even, I mean, they would have to do something real. I don't know. May, may, does a if they were to find their way for whatever reason to a, a separation with Diggs, like does that, that? That's the only thing I think in this off season that could potentially impact their standing in that way. And I don't even, I, I'm not, by saying that, I'm not saying I, I'm sure it would. It just, it could. Um, I don't think there's anything else that can, ha- like if the safeties get replaced uh, like we expect them to, um, and Gabe Davis leaves, like well, whatever. I mean, um, and they remake their defensive line. I think they're still going to be, you know, what, like, Fifth or sixth in the Super Bowl odds, seventh, you know, whatever. Ooh. They'll be there. Um, so I think they'll get the primetime attention. Josh Allen is a monster star in the league, even though it's Buffalo. So I think if they got that standing after falling flat in the playoffs last year, I think they'll get it again this year. I think I agree. I'm not sure it matters at all what else what else happens to the roster, to the Bills' yeah. sort of market ability. Is their schedule? I'm not ready to compare it yet, but in terms of – marquee value of their opponents. I mean, I don't know. Tampa Bay was in prime time against the Bills. Tampa Bay at Buffalo got Thursday night. Right. Just to your point. They had 10, including playoffs, and all playoff games are so-called island games. They had 10 games like that. 10 island games. The seven at night, the two playoff games, and the, the game in London. I mean, that's more than half. Right. At Philadelphia, Kansas City still back. Dallas... Giants were interesting, you know, too. You get the hell out of here with the 425 games. I'll say that. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I know it's it is it's the next thing to the marquee night game standalone, you know, the the big game, the national, you know, doubleheader game. Uh I just for me personally, I I don't I'm not really down with that. The, the 425. I just, mm. it's so right in the middle. Like, like at night, at least you just, you're just hanging out watching all day. Um, you know, having the 425, it's like, I, I got to go to work. I got work now. I don't know. I just don't, it doesn't work for me. I don't, I don't like it. I, and then we miss part of the night game, working the post game. It just, I don't know, it bugs me. I, it messes up my Sunday in a way that one o'clock or even the night game doesn't. I mean, we're lucky enough to not work the night games anymore. Um, so I guess that's, that's shading this, but, it just it's right in the middle of it. I used to hate when I worked at the pizza place, give me the day shift. Ten ten to seven, even ten to five, you know, nine to four, whatever. I mean, I I'm going to work at four o'clock. What am I doing all day? I'm just sitting around like I gotta go to work. I, I don't know. I just don't I still have that vibe. I well guess. your point is about your job schedule. Yes. Apart from that, for me, I love four twenty five for the Bills because there are always fewer games. At 425. Sometimes you'd have two on locally at the same time, but often it's just one. 
And so for like a football Sunday, you you get one o'clock free to watch. Sometimes eight or nine games are going at and that if you're time. A, if you're a and, big fantasy player. Love that. I don't know I mean, any. Yeah, right. That 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 outweighs the other the point I'm making. The four twenty five game, the game of the week. You know, like that's yeah. not prime time, but close enough. And so uh, it's usually a great game. And when we're working a post game, we miss that or half of that at least. When. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We're, it's a one o'clock. Bills kick. Yeah. So I would sign up for all their games being at 425. Ooh, we're getting a divorce. That's what I want. I could not work 17 like that. games. It makes even me crazy. even the one yeah. at the Patriots. I think you're, you're, the point you're making for you personally like cuz I, I I have one fantasy team. I don't I don't care. You know, like I don't have a lot to keep track of. Um Well, it's not a fantasy point I'm making though. Just in terms of watching the league, you know? Sure. F- fantasy is a part of my interest in watching the league. Right. Okay. You know? Yeah. What? All right. Whatever. We can move on. We're good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're good. I hate 425. And now I hate you. There it is. Yeah. Wow. This conversation started actually at 425, if you didn't know. Really? Not exactly. No. Not exactly. Uh, okay. Let's. We need a break. Then we'll be back. I, I think. Unless it's just been that bad. No. I think. Minutes. No. I, I'll, 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 be, I'll be fine. <laughs> 803-0550 to join us. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. WGR. Correction. Oh, no. <laughs> I was so excited to get that tweet last night from the listener who knows how much I care about predicting week one primetime that I did not check that a listener corrected us that the uh, Chargers-Ravens game next year is in L.A. And there was there was no way that game will be. Well, if the Chargers win the Super Bowl, then the... Sorry. This year. I'll, I'll stop. Then it's perfect. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. There's no way that will be the game. Yeah, so that can't happen. No. You know, good, because it would have been too easy. If Baltimore wins right. the Super Bowl, it's just like that's the obvious game, but now it right. can't be the game. And now the Bills are back in a prime spot. Now the Bills are maybe right. the game. <laughs> I have to look at their other opponents. Right. Dennis is with us. Hello, Dennis. Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Um, first off, Shope, Bulldog, big fans of you both. Thank, uh, thank you, Dennis. <clears throat> So I, I wanted to throw it back to a conversation you guys had with Sal mm-hmm. uh, regarding the OC interviews. Um, I believe I heard a stat that within the last year and a half, every OC in the uh, league has been turned over. Yeah, correct. And I wanted to ask you guys if you think that's going to make it difficult to get quality uh candidates to measure up against Joe Brady. Why would that be? Uh, just because of the number of interviews and, and people that have been very recently taken out of market. They're off the board. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that for every one of those, there's one guy available, right? So um, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to um, overstate it to you know, say something like there's like an endless supply, but there's lots of bright, innovative coaches out there at, at, at the college level. I mean, you, depends on how deep you want to go into the water, uh, but I don't think you'd have any trouble finding quality candidates. Uh, really, I mean, you might not know their names, uh, so you're not going to go. Oh, I, th- that guy did this with that, and but that doesn't mean they can't do this gig. Um, so I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about them finding quality candidates. Wh- whether any of the any of these people will unseat Brady, you know, remains to be seen. But y- you can find people. I'm not worried about that. I think what's interesting about Brady, I want to talk about this some more here today is just trying to pinpoint what he would really want to do with the Bills' offense. Like, was that him? Because I think without saying, like, he's a puppet or anything like that, I wouldn't say that. I always liked the idea of him when the Bills got him right from from, the, from that moment. And so I, I kind of like him in that way. But I do think it was McDermott getting what he wants in terms of how the Bills played it offensively. I mean, he's talking about always being throw to win. I just can't. Like, I just, I just can't. So maybe Joe Brady is back and the Bills do whatever they do to their roster and they return to the kind of team they were for two and a half years when they were just sort of torching teams. When they, they shifted, they won, but barely. And it was a struggle. And then eventually they, they got beat. So I'm not against Brady coming back because I guess I'm sort of assuming that he would probably want more of a passing offense than we've seen. That's his reputation, right? That was the the, wasn't that the reason the thing in Carolina sort of fell apart for him to an extent. Um, uh, That's the impression I'm under anyway. So I I would I I would also be optimistic about that. But he still works for for Sean McDermott. That's right. That's right. So you're going to have to. To some extent, you're going to have to do what he wants. Um, I don't think that that's dramatic or just really, really rigid, but I think conceptually there's probably some truth to that. Uh, Quickly, before we hit the top of the hour, it doesn't look like Bill Belichick is going to get the Atlanta job. Adam Schefter is reporting, unless I'm being had by a fake Adam Schefter, uh, which I don't think I am. No. Raheem Morris is going to be the Raheem Morris gets a second... Job. Rams defensive coordinator. Yep. Lately. Yep. Man. <laughs> Did not expect that. No, me either. I thought they could go to Slowick, Atlanta, the Houston offensive coordinator, who's half Belichick's age. We talked about it with Sal earlier, but Raheem Morris, who was the Bucks head coach years ago. All right, good for him. If I'm Atlanta... I'm just a fan. I'm just like uh, I recognize that there aren't any Atlanta fans. But if I if I mm-hmm. were the one Atlanta fan, thank you for getting that right. I would be just why you see. We have to get to a break. I disagree with you, and I think maybe Sal also when it comes to Belichick. It depends who your franchise is. Franchises like the Falcons and the Chargers could use that credibility that he brings. Mm-hmm. And unless you feel like there's just no way he could put a staff together that they could win with. I mean, he's got Justin Herbert Harbaugh now in L.A. Like, how badly does that have to go? I, I, they haven't exactly had a parade of great coaches, these teams. 
So um, I would want that if I were a fan of, of a team that like just lacked for cre- for credibility. That's not what happened, and you wonder now where Belichick will uh, what he'll do. Only the Seahawks and the Commanders are left, and the Commanders said right away it was reported anyway that they didn't want him. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't pursue Belichick at all. I think. Yeah, the word the word is they're just squatting on the Detroit guy, Ben Johnson. Right. Getting connected with our fans. Thank you, Dennis. Brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online, northtownkia.com. We're talking a lot about coaches today. Do you want Joe Brady back? Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, 803-0550. This is WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 